0: In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What
1: the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our job. Joey Clark. Hello and welcome to the program. If you are not already tired of me after three hours, well, we got another hour ahead. And I'm pumped for tonight's show because my guest tonight was the Anthony Turner. What's up, man? What's up, Joey, man? Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here because I did, you know, look up some of your stuff. And you had, like, there's an old set of yours on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, dude, you are a star. (laughs) I'm trying to get that, man. I'm just trying to stand next to you
0: one day and say, okay, I feel like I belong. Well, I just, I'm only doing this three months. I'm nobody.
1: (laughs) But, like... I'm I'm watching this. I don't know where it was in Montgomery, but you were just slaying, owning the crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, it was incredible. Like, I know how tough the comedy thing can be. I've thought about trying to get into it myself, and it still scares the hell out of me. Like, especially when you got a crowd that's raucous and, like... Oh, man. It's
0: it's a whole different animal for real, man. Tackling a stage in front of people like... No lie. No matter what's going on in your day, your job is to make these people lies, uh, better and make them laugh. So you could have just... Your cat could have died, you know what I'm saying? Anything could've happened. Right. And you gotta go out here and forget that and go make these people laugh. So it's 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 a job, man, that you just gotta be mentally prepared
1: for. Now are you from Montgomery? Yeah, born and raised right here in Montgomery, man. Same here, same here. And how old are you? Twenty seven. 27, okay. I yes, got two sir. years on you. I had two years on you. I'm yeah. only 29. You look like you're about 21. You can pass. Yeah. Yeah, I got that baby face. Yeah, you look like you
0: get carded everywhere yeah. you go.
1: Oh, I do, but for some reason, older women like me.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. see, nah, nah, that's, that's that's good. See, older women will take you to the casino, man. they yeah. pay for your whole breakfast, everything. and teach you a lot, too. Oh, yeah, they can teach you a lot
1: about how to <laughs> handle an older woman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm having fun with it. What made you want to get into, like, comedy and all that? I was a knucklehead,
0: you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going to be straight up, man. Yeah. I went to Troy State. Uh, I went to Troy and Troy, and uh, man, I was just messing up real bad down there. And uh, I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to try my luck. I'm going to move to Atlanta, and I'm going to become a star. And thinking I'm going to become a star overnight, and it ain't work like that. Uh, but, you know, I got into it, man. I started doing plays and more comedy shows, and then uh, I started helping people with music, directing music videos, and after a while, man, my name got buzzed. I, I moved back to Montgomery. I started featured on a couple big-name shows, and uh, 2015, man, I got Got me an agent in Atlanta, so now mm-hmm. I've done a couple of TV shows, and I'm just hoping for the best. No, you were on the Donald Glover show, the, the yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta, man. which episode was that? tenth episode? I was on the finale in the yeah. very beginning. Uh, we had a whole maybe two minute scene where me and him were going back and forth in the beginning. So that was that was big, man. Shout out to Donald Glover and the Golden Globe win for that show, man. He's got a lot coming up next. You know he he's writing
1: the new uh, Deadpool, uh, really? cartoon series for FX. Oh man, that guy, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. He, he's absolutely amazing. It brings me I always do a record of the day. Mm. And so next thing I don't have it on vinyl yet, but I want it, but uh, Awaken My Love. Oh yeah. I haven't had a new album do that <laughs> to me and, and I, last I can't remember technically it came out in December twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. But it's so And he's nominated good. for a Grammy. Yeah, he's he should win album of the year. Now he's up against like Kendrick Lamar and yeah. Bruno Mars and Jay Z. Who who you pick out of that pack?
0: Honestly, ma'am. Uh it's such a hard roster, man. Jay Z uh, is trying to... Oh, Jay-Z has been retiring and coming back for seven years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you got to say, Jay, sit your old self down for a minute, <laughs> you know? Uh, Kendrick Lamar is hot. I love his message. But it, Donald Glover's having a great year, man. You can't, you can't deny that, you know? Uh, winning a Golden Globe, signing on to FX for three new shows, including a Marvel cartoon, Deadpool cartoon. That's big. So, I mean, I feel like the favor is in his hands for that for that Grammy.
1: Well, and, you know, I'm a huge... I'm wearing the damn shirt. I'm a huge Prince fan. When oh, I, yeah. When he died... Oh, man. When he died, it was like a, it was a real rough day for me. But and I was actually about to go to Atlanta, and I I decided against it because I couldn't make it with work yeah. for that last piano and a microphone show he did. But after he died, I'm like, who's gonna bring that? Style of music, oh, and I, I pull back and I go, Wait, the guy who was in community, the guy who was doing the funny internet videos, <laughs> the guy, Childish Gambino, and it's like right in my wheelhouse because I've gotten all this vinyl stuff and I just end up to listen. It's like all 70s yeah. soul and funk, yeah. like Johnny Taylor, Funkadelic, and it, and it puts a
0: good spirit in you, man. I'm talking about when I popped this album, man, I swear, man, I thought I was on drugs back in the 70s yeah. with Prince, and you know, I mean, it was like he gets you in that feel, and ain't nothing like that of drugs and not being on drugs, you know what I'm
1: saying? Right, something that takes <laughs> you away, and yeah, and like some of the uh, well, the song I picked out plays a little bit of it for a second. See, I wish we could play whole whole damn songs, but this is like straight sliding the Family Stone, is what okay. I think of. Oh yeah, the song's Baby Boy. Oh man. Little hands, <laughs> little feet, man. Instrumentals, though, man tiny heart, Exactly
0: Tiny beats
1: Oh, and it's, yeah, it's not just, like, crazy, it's got that spacey vibe, Funkadelic and Parliament did, but you hear a song like this, you read the lyrics, like, the heart in this song, and you can hear the pain coming through. Oh, it in yeah, this, most right? definitely, man. This song puts you back
0: into an old bar, black and white setting, you know? Yeah. Oh, somebody singing on stage, smooth, brother in the back smoking a cigarette, drinking, you know, it's that good jazz feel, uh, a whole
1: week of work, Friday night, just want to relax feel. Yeah. You are the one of the new jocks on Jams. Mm-hmm. You won this contest. I actually watched your audition video. I see why you won. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, the contest was real uh, hot, though. You know,
0: about a year ago, uh, right when uh, French, the PD of uh, 97.9, got on, and I was uh, in contact with him at JD, just on some uh, local stuff, and I was telling him, man... Right after Frank uh, left, I was like, "Who are you gonna hire for the next spot?" And he was like, oh, "I'm gonna come up with some. I'm gonna come up with some. Uh, just stay tuned. Stay tuned." And uh, when the contest came about, man, for sure, uh, radio. I've never done it. You know, what I'm saying yeah. I've, I've done a lot with musicians, and I've done. Uh, I had done Atlanta at the time, and I've done a lot of comedy shows and done a lot of stage plays. So it was a new, it's a new animal to tackle, man. And uh, so I just went forward, not expecting to win at first. But when it came down to, I made the top ten. I was like, "Okay, now I want to win this." You know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. know what it feels like to do. This that uh, by the grace of God, man? I'm here now, four or five months later.
1: Yeah, and radio is a holder anymore. I didn't expect to be here. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I graduated, and I, I emphasized the BS, and there's a BS in political science from Auburn. Oh and yeah. I already at that point realized I don't wanna, I don't want to work on a campaign. Yeah, I don't, and I went on one job interview where I was selling credit card machines for Intuit the small business in Metro <laughs> Atlanta. It sounded miserable. <laughs> And then I was a walking, talking coupon for Staples Warehouse in Birmingham area. I'm like again, oh, yeah, another man. job I don't want to do. And uh, I got an email from Dan Morris and. It's been built up to where it's like, okay, I've never really been a conservative, but I can agree with them and oh, yeah. understand uh, where they're coming from because my household was that way. And it's now five, six years later, I've got this show only going through three months. And oh,
0: man. See, man, I've had some sloppy jobs. You know, it's it's by the grace of God that we find something where we could be ourselves and yeah. use our voice and just do it, man. Uh, I done done... Uh, I done worked at Cracker Barrel. I was a grill cook at Cracker Barrel for four months. Cut my finger off and had to leave the job because well, they asked me to do a drug test. So at the time, you know, I wasn't, you know, uh, so I had to leave the job. But I had some trans jobs, man. I done worked at uh, I done worked at UPS. Uh, I done done electrical work, cut grass. I even worked for the ABC store for like two months. And then they caught me uh, you know, drinking <laughs> on the job, so I had to leave that. But uh stand ups like I said, I tell everybody, stand up comedy saved my life and uh it got me on a new path, man, and uh and radio is, is another animal that's doing the same thing, it's putting me in contact with, with new people like yeah. you, man. I'm making major connections and I'm just trying to build uh build my resume and just build a repertoire.
1: <laughs> now when you are uh when you're thinking about comedy are, are there some like of the greats that you go okay that guy makes me want to do this. I, I wish I could be like that guy. When I said the greats of comedy, who comes to mind?
0: Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. The first person that I saw do stand-up that made me say I want to do this was Bernie Mac. It was uh, with the Kings of Comedy. When I saw it, man, I was like, okay, this is what I want. I want to do this. But when I started rehear- uh, researching comedy, and I came up on Richard Pryor, which I had seen him in passing from my parents, but I never watched him. And I started watching this man and and what he does and how he took the stage and, and utilized his pain and everything he went through, and it just was like, man, it it burst it, it, it something in me. So with Richard Pryor and Bernie Mac, then George Carlin, and I love Jim Carrey. His movies were always, you know, the yeah. best to me. And uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, even Seinfeld back in the day, man. So I'm watching these people, Robin Williams, Robin Harris, and just watching all them, man, it, it just impacted something in me. And if you ever look at my style, you can see Robin Harris, Richard Pryor, Bernie Mac, Martin Lawrence, Robin Harris, uh, Robin Williams, all of them inside of me somehow. And, and it's just uh, growth man, you know, you learn from the olders and you come in and you rebirth them. Yeah, there's that one uh,
1: set that Bernie did, and it's, you know, FCC. I don't know. <laughs> but I am right? scared of you. Like, oh, oh like man. how he delivers that. And, 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 that's and, and I mean. you know, that's
0: so true, because the, the background to that joke was he had, was doing a, a set for the first time at uh, the Def Comedy Jam. And the guy who went before him, uh, I guess, had kind of did bad, and they were booing him and throwing stuff yeah. so bad that Martin at the time was the host, and he couldn't get him in control. So he was like, okay, whoever comes out next, you know, uh, I'm sorry for your brother. (laughs) And he introduced Bernie And Bernie comes out Then the first word Inside his mouth Is I ain't scared of you yeah, you know and Melon Farmer. That's, yeah, yeah, something in like the
1: crowd, like, oh, who is this?
0: <laughs> and it was over with from that, man. And you gotta respect that true, raw, genuine comedy.
1: Yeah, did you, you I'm sure are aware of the Bill Burr Philadelphia is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another example where somebody just comes in and just stares down a crowd. Anybody can go in front of any crowd. Yeah. Public speakings people's one number one fear. Number one. And but like, if the crowd is already against you and drunk and throwing <sighs> stuff and like and you can face them down and turn them.
0: That's a skill. That 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 that's something, man. That's God given. I tell a lot of people who try to do comedy, and you have some real funny cats out here, man. People who are actually talented. Yeah. Uh, but it's another it's another beast getting on that stage, grabbing that mic, and formulating uh your lifestyle and 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 people's lifestyle to make them you know understand where you're coming from and laugh and take away like anybody who can take donald trump and all that craziness
1: and turn it into a 30 minute set of great laughter is a genius well because yeah trump is so like polarizing like if you, it's almost like some comedians go. I'm just going to make my activism about taking on Trump. Mm-hmm. And for instance, uh, Louis Black came into town, yeah. and he didn't have jokes. He was just kind of reading the newspaper, and he couldn't believe it. <laughs> but if you can take somebody like Trump and make it where even Trump supporters are laughing, yeah, it, it's a skill. And and that's what I'm saying, man. And and I actually like Trump. The
0: first thing Trump did to make me like him is when he said, "Uh, you know, he, you know, I can't say it because the other person got fired, for right. You know, but that was like, oh." Oh man! For a man to say that and still win
1: presidents is like uh, he's he's, a, he's. Are you a, talking about the Hollywood access Hollywood tape? Yes, man. Yeah, grab the, him by the, yeah. grab him by the. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm like I'm 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 watching it like oh my god. Yeah. And then he says, you know, I said it a little bit. Then he turned around and said, well, I think I didn't say it. It may have been staged. And I'm like, and he won. I'm like. Come on, man! That's a player. That's a pimp. That's a pimp move. Donald Trump is the pimp of the White House.
1: Well, and have, wait, I got to see if I can find it in a second. But uh, <laughs> it's an old time song, the time. Uh huh. Yeah, have you heard Donald Trump black version? No. Oh, I've got to find that <laughs> for you. But I, it hit me because there's some policies for Trump that I'll disagree with. But I tell a lot of my left wing friends like they complain that how he speaks mm-hmm. and how he com- carries himself in the office it should be no that's what i that's the one thing i love about him oh yeah it's that first debate mm-hmm. where Megyn kelly goes you've called women fat pigs <laughs> slobs and he interrupts her and it's genius he goes only rosie o'donnell <laughs> And it's a joy. Like, it's a comedian. <laughs> this man, and, and you have to, you have to like,
0: I mean, even if you don't like him, you got to love him. You have to laugh at this man at least once or twice a week. Yeah. Because the things he, and even on Twitter, this man is, is, is nonstop. <laughs> he's the comedian of the year. I promise yeah. you, this man is the comedian of the year, man. And, uh, and he says what's on his mind. He's not fake, nothing fake about him. He's going to say how he feels, what's on his mind. If he don't like, he's going to say, I don't like you.
1: Well, and that's what I love. I don't, <laughs> I get tired of the, uh, the year. Euphemism uh, mm. that surrounds our politics. Like, I, I asked people the other day Would you like somebody that says we're bo- going to bomb the crap out of ISIS in mm-hmm. the Middle East and some innocent people may die? Or do you want somebody to go and we're assessing with our partners on the ground our uh, options uh, for kinetic action in the region right. to make sure we don't have too much collateral damage? Like, Wait, just say you're going to (laughs) bomb innocent people when you're fighting a war.
0: They try to talk over your head to sound better, but just say what you're going to do, man.
1: Yeah, it's... Oh, and I can't believe you had not seen this. I haven't. I think it was uh, written by Prince, but (laughs) it's 1990. And it's not my favorite era of the time of Prince by any means. Yeah. But it's so funny how Trump was his cultural symbol before he runs for office. I think that's completely
0: to his credit. Man, even the Simpsons had Trump win in the office yeah. years ago, you know? So, I, I don't know, man. I guess we always knew somebody like Trump would win.
1: Well, and I'm trying to wait for this to get to the course, because that's the best part. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the cover on this is crazy Yeah, pandemonium <laughs> This is not I own what time is it in Ice Cream Castles I don't own this one <laughs> like, Now I did see Morris Day yeah, when he came to Montgomery last time. Oh, I, I, I think I have to meet well,
0: still try, you know, He's still trying to keep it holding on, even though he's old. I love to see the old singers still try to hold on. Yeah. It's funny to watch them dance on stage, man.
1: Well, I, I was a little bit, though, when I saw him, uh, Jerome was nowhere to be found. I'm like, where's <laughs> Jerome with the mirror, Morris? <laughs> I know, right? I need to see that. <laughs> like... yeah. Okay, come on. There it is. <laughs> no oh man
0: I didn't I won't see how I
1: missed this one. <laughs> when I found this I'm like this is why the guy won the office he <laughs> also there's a when he was involved in uh, professional wrestling mm. there is one part where it's the battle of the billionaires between Vince McMahon and Trump comes on the big screen and money falls from the ceiling people love Trump, man. He's going to win. He was the symbol of money. Well, and I mean, come on, is it really that difficult to be more likable than Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> really is not, man. I Even mean,
0: people have voted for her. And the thing about Hillary Clinton, she has so many accolades, man. She she was the uh 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 the the the, what's the, the the first lady? Mm-hmm. She went to uh, being a senator. She was so much and had so many reasons why she should win. People still hated her. Now, how can you be that popular and hate at the same time? Well, cause I think it's because she's fake. It's yeah, what we're going yeah, about with the yeah.
1: euphemism stuff. Yeah. That It's all contrived. Even SNL oh, screwed yeah. her for. It's like, oh, am I doing this correctly with the Snapchat? Oh, like- yeah, she
0: contradicts herself a lot. She uh, has in, in, in forever, years and years, man. She's been doing that. And uh, I... I, I you know, I wanted to say maybe, you know, she had a chance for the women, but it, truth be told, everybody knew what the election was going to be, man. Yeah.
1: Well, honestly, I was surprised. When the returns came in, Oh yeah. I laughed and went, the crazy SOB did it! <laughs> and then I went, oh no, the crazy SOB <laughs> did it.
0: I wasn't surprised when it when it came down to the last, no, I was surprised in the beginning. I'm saying no way Trump's going to make it that far. Right. It's, it's, it's nice, it's funny, but he's going to fall somewhere down there. But when it came down to Hillary and Trump, I said, <laughs> okay, <it's>, he's winning. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I i it was, it was comedy gold, because I'm not much of a comedian, but I can just describe, like, the one debate where he kept saying, okay, little Marco, <laughs> okay, little Marco, and then Marco Rubio makes the huge mistake of going, all right, Big Don, as soon as, as, yeah, as, he's, as, soon as he says into it. Big Don, he knows he's made a mistake, then later that, oh no, and then later in the debate he goes, and then Rubio, little Marco hit me on my hands, I guarantee you there's no problem there. I got up <laughs> running around my couch laughing at that, and then later that night, after the debate, Trump literally puts his meat on the table. He goes, see, Trump steaks is a real thing. <laughs> like, is this a cartoon? <laughs> is hey, this that real- man is a true comedian, man. It's I mean, you, 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 you hate him, but you got to love him. Yeah, now, with social media, do you get much backlash about some of the things
0: you say man, all the time let me tell you about my comedy is not fictitious at all I take from my personal experiences and my ideas and views on what's going on and I give it back to you and uh, And people love it you know some people don't and everybody's not gonna love what you do that's why it's called comedy that's why it's called you have preference you know yeah. what I'm saying so uh, all the time somebody's saying oh you said this you said that man I got called out on my radio show uh, a couple of weeks ago for telling guys in the workplace to be careful yeah. right after the Matt Lauer incident happened all I said was hey guys we're under attack be careful man just keep your eyes focused leave the women's alone you know right. oh man he's going against oh he's a Matt Lauer wait a minute I'm not even talking about the guys that are in trouble I'm talking about the guys in for future reference right man but you know, women are something else well, and it makes me wonder: Are some
1: guys pretending to be gay to get away with stuff?
0: I would, <laughs> I would. I'm saying you don't see you don't see gay people getting you know you never see a gay man coming up with with sexual harassment.
1: I mean, you know, I, I haven't heard of it. Most gay people, you know. Well, I don't no. Know. The, did you hear about the the guy directed all the X Men movies, Brian Singer? No, he got called out. By by a man, by a young gay man. He, apparently, he was well, You know, uh, learning young boys and like groups, uh, you know, sessions and meth was involved. And then and, Kevin Spacey do the same thing? Yeah, oh, all going and that. grabbing people's junk out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> See, I don't know, man. I just I I don't know what's going on with these people. <laughs> but Hollywood crazy. is crazy. It's like when you get to Hollywood, you have a choice between a uh, 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 snorting a line or. A, a, a grabbing a pecker. I don't know, man. You got to choose <laughs> in Hollywood. Either go straight or don't go left and right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is... It's ridiculous. Uh, like, I'm amazed at how much is coming out, but then part of me is not... though no, I can't watch Kevin Spacey movies anymore. No, like, never again. I love Baby Driver, the movie it was shot yeah, in Atlanta. I, and I haven't even seen it.
0: It's uh, really good. I like his oldies, you know what I'm saying? I like uh, L.A. Confidential. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like those type of uh, Kevin Spacey movies, man. And uh, k Packs. And then you go and see... Here it is. It's like, oh, man.
1: And, you know, you want to go back and look at him the same way, and you can't. Well, I had Trey Brown tell me last week he can't watch K-Pax anymore because he don't want to, want to watch Kevin Spacey eat a banana. <laughs> and that's, true. that's uh, true. You can't look at him eat a banana the same. the same way. You, the thoughts mm-hmm. are going to go through your mind. Yeah, it's messed up. Now Atlanta's kind of become the Hollywood of, oh, uh, yeah. of the South.
0: And a lot of gays up there,
1: too. you got to oh, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, It's the way it is. Any big city. I I think that's... And that's how the election came down. It was urban kind of versus rural. Right, City versus the country. And, uh... How it broke down, and... uh, And they're shooting a lot
0: in Atlanta now. The new Shaft movie is centered in New York City and getting shot in Atlanta. Nice. So,
1: you'll you'll be amazed
0: at what's coming to the South right now to get shot.
1: No, but... And it's cool that you were in the show, Atlanta, because that shows so much about like how tough it is to make it. Right, right. Man. And, I mean, I'm sure you experienced that in real life, how difficult it is. Oh, yeah, man. I've been
0: doing what I do. Uh, it'll be seven years in March, man. I've been going strong in comedy and acting and, and now radio, uh, directing, writing. And it's crazy. I remember after I got through with my set on uh, Atlanta, uh, I was time for lunch. We were taking a break, and Donald told me to come eat with him and we sat for an hour and he was just telling me about how he got into it how he saved his money from all the earlier movies he got that weren't didn't pay that much right. but he saved his money he started writing he started building his own platform to where he got to Atlanta where he could pitch his own idea and they picked it up and now he's making millions off of you know what I'm saying just building building yourself man building your repertoire saving your money and doing it your own man because the struggle is real and uh, nobody's gonna give it to you you're gonna have to go take it yourself and I uh, salute that man for that
1: Well, and that makes me so happy that you said that he kind of brought you aside. Like, just to hear that somebody who's now hitting the stratosphere is so down to earth. Oh, yeah, man.
0: Not letting it go to his head. Humble dude, humble dude. We sat, we ate lunch. Like, the rest of the cast were eating every whatever. Donald Glover had a special lunch, and he called me. He said, hey, you know, come here. Everybody's looking at me like... Where you going? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm going, and uh, and it, he was real humble, man. We had uh, we had lunch. We spoke for hours. Girl came. She was oh, "You're so funny." And we, man, humble dude, humble brother,
1: uh, a wonderful person to me. He deserves everything coming his way. Uh, absolutely, and that's why I'm rooting for uh, Waking My Love because again, it was yeah, right man. in my wheelhouse. It was. Uh, it's still an album. I listen, I listened to it last night. I, you, you ever have those moments where you just turn off all the lights, put in the on the headphones, the earbuds? Oh yeah. It's one of those albums where you, you just... you can do that. Light yeah. you some candles, smoke your cigarette of preference. You know what I'm saying? And just have yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm amazed what you said earlier that they actually drug tested in a restaurant kitchen because I've yeah. worked in a few and uh, Man, I, nobody when, when, was pointing. When,
0: when you no, they don't drug test for the job. I cut my finger almost oh. off, and you no know, workers' comp. You got to be off surgery. You have to okay. drug test, it. and I was in there crying too because my finger was split. I'm in there boo-hoo and I'm like, oh god! They're like, oh, we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna put you in the hospital. We're gonna pay for everything, but we got to drug test you. I'm like, just staple my finger up. I'll finish my shift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy world, and we got to hit a break here. Oh yeah, we got And again, my folks, my guest, the Anthony Turner, and I. I want to go on to a a note when we come back. Uh, You reposted a video on your Book of Faces page Mm -hmm. about uh, you made in 2015 about being your brother's keeper. Right, right.
0: It's a stage play I wrote uh, in 2014, the first one I wrote.
1: Okay, so I want to get more into that because okay. that was a very powerful message. I mean it, man. Like, I was so happy I found that set of yours from like three, four years ago. Right, right. Because I, I saw when you said that Bernie Mac's a big influence. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's <laughs> not like you're doing a copycat. It's like no, it's just the energy. you got it.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The energy. You have to have that energy, man. I mean, when one person dies, their energy and their spirit has to be rebirthed in someone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it is, it
1: is what it is, man. Well, again, uh, thanks for being here, man. And we're going to be right back after this break. Again, the album, the record of the day, is Awake in My Love. This track is Baby Boy by Childless Gambino. Joey Clark. Clark. Uh, welcome back to the program. Listen to Joey Clark Radio Hour. My guest tonight is D'Anthony Turner. Yes, sir. Uh, and this song is The Night Me and Your Mama Met. Oh, yeah. Oh, off Awaken My Love and um, I thought I knew the, the guitar sounds similar. Of course, this is like kind of a throwback to Maggot Brain and mm-hmm. Eddie Hazel. Mm-hmm. But the guitarist on this is Gary Clark Jr., and I remember seeing him years ago on like some of Eric Clapton's Crossroad festivals. Right. Like the guy is like on another level. Genius, man! You're talking about how people the spirit goes away from some people comes back, in others like all those old blues players, like yeah. Alan Wolf and Freddie King and BB and and Buddy Guy. I think Buddy's still kicking. And muddy waters all over. Oh, and Gary Clark Jr. picked it up. And I'm telling you, man, the spirit.
0: It always goes into someone else, you know, and uh, especially when they give you that that sense of old, you know, the oldies. Yeah. The, the, there's nothing like remembering when the good times that, that just that feeling and remembering good times, whether it's a memory of family members, a time, a place, a certain thing. There's nothing like getting put back in that mood.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, there's a line that I think uh, Prince wrote in one of his last albums, when life's a stage in this brand new age, how do we engage? Mm and uh, you know we're talking about social media and how people the way they act towards one another on social media is so different like we're having a face-to-face oh, yeah. conversation like this and people tend to forget like you get in your own your own mind your own life you're on your own stage and so many folks i think Big or small stage, forget the folks right in front of them. Oh, yeah, man. And looking out for the people right in they front of them. They get Facebook famous,
0: and they, they get this, and they get that. And they forget the struggle. One thing you can never do, man. some uh, Old Cat taught me a long time ago in a comedy club in Atlanta. He said, young brother, let me tell you something. Uh, don't ever try to make it too quick because you can't cheat the grind. You can cheat everybody else, you can lie to anybody, but don't cheat the grind. The people who are with you, man, the struggles you went through, the people who were there with you, those are the people that are going to matter when you make it, man, not the people who come in your face with their hands out.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned as we went into the break uh, about something you posted in 2015, you reposted, I think, yesterday, about mm-hmm. uh, being your brother's keeper. Right, right. And, I mean, I listened to that, and you almost had me in tears, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and seriously like uh it it was th- it's where I've gone to um I used to be a real a hole mm. when it came especially to politics oh yeah and i've learned that the it's not the pol- the personal isn't the politics? Uh, yeah, I think the personal is more important than politics. People are trying to win fights, win yeah. whatever. And if you could step back and see the person in front of you, maybe what they're going through instead of looking at them as a news story or a statistic or somebody you're fighting with. Right, right, man. Because you know, a lot of times, man, we don't we don't take the time to see
0: what we're dealing with or who we're dealing with man inside, you know what I'm saying? We look at surface and we're and, and naturally we're surface people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we never know a person's situation or where someone's going through or where they're coming from, man. When I, I posted the video I was advertising for the play Am uh, I my, my brother's keeper and it was a play centered around uh our four brothers. Well two 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 sets of brothers. Cousins. Uh two of the brothers end up moving in with their cousins after their parents died and they came from a upstanding family. Yeah. Uh and their mom and dad passed so they had move with uh, their aunt in the projects with two brothers or with their two cousins who were you know less fortunate and uh 15 years later they grew up there back uh for the holidays man and and you watch the feud and 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 from the surface you'll think oh these brothers got it all because you know these all have nothing but in the end man everybody's going through something. Right. No matter how much money you got, no matter how uh, many women you got on or you know how much you smile, everybody has a story, and everybody has some type of pain they're dealing with. Yep. So you got to be
1: careful. And that's what I, I try to do is, like, if somebody just comes at me, like, I had a lot of people, a lot of incoming, because I said I'm neutral in the Doug Jones mm-hmm. uh Uh, Roy Moore thing, I mean and that's not just because of the campaign after 2012, I'm like, I'm kind of done with federal elections. Um, I'll give it up to the wisdom of the people Mm -hmm. to decide my fate. But I had a lot of folks just mad at me for from both sides and like, why are you so angry at me? And I'm trying to understand maybe where this person's coming from, that person's uh, coming from and Maybe you're having a bad day or something like that. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, people people are going to get
0: mad at you for whatever. People are going to get mad about anything, man. My thing is, man, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, you can't worry about what the next man is doing or is not doing. You know what I'm saying? You got to go out there and get what's yours. And if you feel like you should vote for whoever, go out there and do it. You can't make the next person vote because their views and and what their beliefs aren't like yours. So you just got to handle your own world and what's going on inside
1: there. Well, and uh, a big part of that video you posted, you know, we'll do news stories on the station here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll hear stories from, like, you know, sheriff, deputy sheriffs. And, you know, like a a 14-year-old kid shoots somebody in the back. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people have the visceral reaction of, you know, lock them up or whatever. My mind goes to the place of, like, what is the life story of that 14-year-old kid Mm -hmm. who decides to do that in that moment? I'm. I, I try to go. Why?
0: You have to. Under, you have to. And and another thing with the justice system now, man. With yeah. the judges, the, with everything going on, everybody's so bent around putting money into new prisons and this and that. But when people go to prison, are they really coming out? Uh, reform. You know what I'm saying? Are they right. coming out a new person or are they just being monkeys in a cage for a while and then get back into the system and then put on restrictions? Can't get a job. Uh, can't go this place. Really, you can't do nothing. You can't vote. So you're restricted. And uh, it's not like changing. Honestly, anybody who commits murder, you know, should be dealt with. Yeah. But if you got a 14-year-old person, a kid, a 12-year-old who goes and does something, man, I feel like you should take that child, no matter what color, and really sit them down and, and, and put them, if you're going to put them in a place, put them in a place that's going to help them, get them education. Yeah. And when they get out, give them their stuff back at 18, 19. Change their situation. A lot of kids now, man, they grew up and their situation is messed up. So once they do something like that, they've never been taught or seen right. And then you throw them in prison, and just keeping on the cycle instead of trying to change the cycle.
1: Yeah, and it, it is a it's a vicious cycle. Like I, it's like a whole other world to me. And I, I worry that so many people just talk past each other. They're like blind spots. Like I mean, I, I I'm guilty of that. I'm in my own little world. I yeah, thought. Yeah, all are. Uh, I thought, oh, Montgomery's, you know, Montgomery I think's a pretty good place, but. You know, I didn't experience stuff, but as I grow older, I hear stories and I hear about different people's lives. And, right. and I, you know, well, I'll put it this way I walked up uh, and I was canvassing for a school board election. Mm-hmm. And it was a black gentleman who's probably 50 something. And I said, uh, Do you know there's a school board race going on? And he immediately got offended at me. Mm. It's like, you, you would think, I don't know. Uh, and I said, and I was able to kind of quash the situation. No, sir, I'm just out here canvassing. I'm sorry. And he actually, when I walked back by, waved to me and said, "Sorry, yeah. sorry for the miscommunication." That's, that's grumpy
0: black man syndrome. <laughs>
1: but it's like you know, I'm sure he has a reason for saying something like that to oh, me. Yeah, so. man. Uh, I-, I wasn't offended, but it's like people have different experiences.
0: Oh yeah, you know, people are stuck in their ways too. Uh, after years of experiencing stuff the way you've experienced it, you kind of get you kind of get stuck in your ways, man. And that and and that could be good. Bad. Nine times ten is gonna be bad because you got to be open to change. You got to be open to new things. You got to open your mind. You know, I always say you can't tell me nothing, man. I'm gonna always research. You know what I'm saying and figure my own stuff out because uh, if you just know what people tell you, you ain't you don't you don't you're not yourself. You're not living for yourself.
1: Now you're coming up and you're doing a proper tour.
0: Yeah, comedy. yeah, man. <laughs> uh, it was crazy because the idea came about a year and a half ago after I had did a show. Um right after I did Atlanta and I did another show uh right here at the Davis Theater and we sold it out so yeah. I'm like okay let's do a tour and uh but it wasn't the proper time man so I went on and I ended up winning this competition in Huntsville which led me to start traveling to Nashville. Uh, and There's a comedy club in Nashville called Zanies, and I've been going there, and I've been, t- I've been tearing it up, man. I've been uh, meeting new people, diverse crowds. I've been, perform- I've been performing in all-white crowds, you know what I'm saying, yeah. which, I, which I wasn't used to at the time, but now they're calling me back, come back, we want you back, we want you back. And, uh, and then I did uh, Queen Sugar, which comes on Oprah's own network. So now I have two television shows behind me. I'm in the works of a, a, a film. I uh, can't say too much about it, but right. we're in the works of that. So I'm like, okay, now's the time because if you don't progress or if you don't set the, the, the goal here, man, you, 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 you'll, you'll, you'll never reach it, man. You got to go out for what's yours. And it, I think it's time. It's time to change my scenery a little bit.
1: No, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to flatter you, but I when I said you're a star, what I mean is like I've talked to people that said I've got this or that going on. I just mean like in that video you posted, right. in that set I saw, like you have this confidence. You know where you're going. Oh, and, yeah. it, like, I I can see it a mile away. Like, I I expect you to be not on my stupid little three-month-old show. <laughs> You'll be on, like, Joe Rogan's podcast here before too long, something like uh, man, that. By the time I get
0: there, trust me, you're going to have a big show. Trust me. I'm going to make sure of that. Yeah, we'll go on parallel tracks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> we'll have fun doing that. Of course. But I got to catch up. You got so much going
0: oh, on. Oh, man, let me tell you. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm new to this radio thing. No, I'm, I'm trying to get on your level with this radio. I, man, when I see you and hear you, it's like I'm learning and I'm trying to be, when you hear me, you say, okay, that's a radio personality instead of he's trying to be a radio personality. Yeah. Now, comedy, you know, that's something I got, man. But this radio thing, man, I bow down to you guys, man. It's a whole other animal. And I'm loving it, though.
1: I'm really loving it. It's a lot of fun. and you know what I've learned is number one don't worry about I mean you gotta worry a little bit about where you're going right? and and think about that and work towards it but enjoy the journey and at the end of the day always be honest and I mean you already get that like you said most of your comedy bits are from real life experience oh yeah oh yeah man uh, mostly all of them, from the Cracker Barrel thing to
0: I have a joke, man, about the the, the last time I was I was dealing with this married lady, mm-hmm. and the, the last time I was dealing with a married lady, man, this guy comes in the house, which is her husband, which I'm thinking she separated, and he comes in the house and he's all a six foot seven, two hundred seventy pounds, and I'm one thirty. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. I'm a real little guy if you never see me. So this guy comes in and he immediately wants to attack me. So I had to do what I knew to do. So I played gay. I just played like a gay cousin on, you know, (laughs) I didn't know what else to do. So I just knew comedy. Let me get out the situation, man. And I told that joke on stage, and man, audiences blow up.
1: No, I, I, that's the set I saw where you go, I'm, I'm her hairdresser. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, and actually, I don't want to give too much away, I was in a similar experience. Okay, so you ain't no good either. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and they're uh, divorced. Oh, and yeah. Yet, yes, he and yet, you kind of walked genres. in. like, And you just, you got to worry a little bit about, like, and you, know, you see me, I'm not like yeah. some dude who's going to fight somebody. You got to keep a pistol with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, hopefully we can talk this out, man. Yeah. Like,
0: and, man, it's crazy. It is crazy out women there. Women are cra- we- let me tell you, women is the root of all evil. Oh man, I you're gonna say. get
1: a lot from the Me Too campaign. <laughs> dude.
0: I'm just saying, man. Not not saying women, but the, yeah. the, the 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 power they possess, man, can get a man jammed up real
1: quick. And because it's yeah. hard for us to say no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and uh, it's the uh, it's what the way we've idealized love in the society. Like a little bit of the show have been talking about a guy named Joseph Campbell. Oh, he yeah. writes a lot about mythology like, all the different myths throughout all different societies and all the things they have in common. Mm -hmm. And he says, in Western society, what we've done is we don't really celebrate... Agape enough, which you know, really is that selfless mm. love. We don't celebrate fraternity enough, though. People have plenty of fin- friendships, and then eros is kind of that general lust all people have for each other. He, he talks about how what we've idealized is this personal love affair called more mm. and it's sort of this, uh, you know, when the the mind and the eyes see something we like, it goes straight to the heart. It's not just sex; it's like something more than that. It's a lust feeling, man. It it's is. And, you know, I think you have more game than me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, seriously. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I think, I don't know. I just, I'm i I'm, I'm engaged. <laughs> oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, let me say that first before I get caught up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> congratulations. Thank
0: you. Thank that just you. happened? Uh, yeah, well, we've been engaged about a year now. We've been taking okay. it slow. Uh, just had me a new baby girl, so oh. now we're going to go full speed ahead with it.
1: Well, I got to ask you, does becoming a parent kind of change your perspective, your priorities a little Actually, bit? Actually, uh, I'm not going to lie, I have a older,
0: a six-year-old uh, by someone else who is, is is my, you know, that's my son, is my heart. I've always been there. Yeah. But he wasn't in the house with me. So having a baby in the house with you now, man, and, and waking up all through the night and all this... And it's it's a beautiful thing. You get to change your your outlook on life, man. Cause now you're not just doing it for yourself. Or you're not just going out here for you. You're doing it for for the love of your kids, man. And and your kids depend on you. Yeah. So you have somebody who's depending on you other than you and your and your wife. And you have to provide for them a better life, education, and you don't want to let them down. So that that's a whole nother another grind.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm nowhere near being a a dad by any means. (laughs) Um, I might add some close calls, but, (laughs) you know. Uh, no, and I I think I'll be ready when the time comes. But it does make you go. Man, I've got to build a legacy here,
0: right, man, right. because I mean, what, what you put in your kids, man, and what they put in their kids is going to carry on your last name, uh, especially with boys, man. Mm. Uh, with boys, they can go so far left and do this. Your job for a a, a a child, a little boy, is to raise them and give them the tools needed to become a man. I have two boys. Uh, is to give them the tools they need to become a man. Try not to baby them so much, but show them. Some type of love so they don't grow up thinking macho is the only way. Mm-hmm. And then with your girls, I just spoil them and keep it out keep them out of knucklehead's hands. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that would scare me the most. It's like because yes. I know how bad guys can be too. Oh man. And then guys like them. us, yeah. if you're anything like us, I fear for my daughter. <laughs> right. Yeah, I took my uncle, his uh his daughter's now going off to college. Oh lord. And she's at that age where it's like, oh, she, I remember her as a little girl, too late, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> get you know polish a shotgun, yeah, you know, but she's got a good head on her shoulders. I think she'll be good in college, but mm. it, it's just a it's a crazy time where people are talking about all men, all women, people all men, all women aren't the same. Oh, no. Nah. Nah, you know, people are different, and I say that more
0: now because I remember my friend, um, a buddy of mine, his daughter uh, went off to college before, uh, a year ago, and I was teasing him, no, nonstop, all oh, man, uh, you know what's going to happen, and then she got pregnant, uh, but she's still in college, so he was getting mad, and then... <laughs> Now I have a daughter that's four months, so, man, he's teasing me back. Like, oh, you know, in 18 years, she's going to be a... I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> so, she's really young right now, man. Yeah, so I'm telling him, you know, hey, everybody's
1: not the same. <laughs> so right. I'm stuck on that now. Oh, well, now you posted something else the other day. I don't know if you got much reaction, but I I reacted. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where it's like, oh, we are talking about the greats earlier. Uh-huh. And it was like, pick... A comedian, your opener, oh, your yeah. showcase, your you your know, headliner, headliner. Your and, your and you had, what was up there is Pryor's up there, uh, Eddie Murphy's up there, yeah. Bernie Mac's up there, Martin Lawrence is up there, Bill Burr's up there I love Burr, uh-huh. but I'm just going to remove Burr, put him <laughs> over to the side for a second, because I don't know if Burr's quite up there. George Carlin's George on there, George Carlin too. was on there. But you're saying pick that. Out of those folks, how do you
0: pick only three? Uh, I feel like when you go there, man, you don't do it based on who's the funniest. Right. You got to do it based on uh, who who's a true legend, who's the king, and, 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 and who influenced, too. Now, if I was to look at that list, I would let uh, Martin Lawrence open. Because Martin Lawrence was uh, the first host of Def Jam, and he was funny. I'm talking about Martin had his energy, and he was one of the youngest uh, black comics at that time to even get to the platform he was at with his show and everything. So I'd have to make him the host. Uh, then I have to make Bernie the feature, man, because Bernie took over, and uh, Bernie has one of the strongest sets I've ever seen yeah. from anybody, and uh, and the way he delivers and interacts with the crowd, and you engage with him, he makes you believe everything he's saying. And of course, the headline has to be Richard Pryor, yeah. just because he's the vet, you know, he's one of the greatest, and he made black comedy what black comedy is.
1: Yeah, I was listening to, a, it was a Rogan podcast the other day, and I think it's, uh, yeah, Doug Stanhope or someone said that was the first time I ever heard, like, uh, white people stereotyped. And it was like, but it was a liberating experience. Oh, it's it's yeah. like, oh, I get it now. Like Somebody who can make you
0: laugh at you yeah. is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, and it's it's great. Now, for me, Carlin holds a soft place in my heart because oh, yeah. um, I told you off air right after my mom died, literally, the, we had the funeral that morning. And I'm sitting there with my brother saying, man, what do we, I don't feel like watching anything. What are we going to do? Mm. And I remembered, I'm like, we're putting on George Carlin, It's Bad For You. Oh, man. That last special he did. Legendary. Because he <laughs> mocks death all throughout it. And it it just... It felt so good to take the pain and go, you know what, and this is how you start off the show. Comedy is about right. taking that pain and taking it to a good place.
0: George Carlin is a is a, is a a comedian man who I have to put all in his own category because of his style and the way he does it. He brought a whole new type of energy to comedy, man. Yeah. And, and and he's a true legend, a true great man. Rest in peace, George Carlin is one of the, without a doubt, uh, kings. And just like Red Fox, they come before, you know, in a different time, but... What they can do, man, and their storyline and the, the age and the wisdom they have, you have to tip your hat to them. Well,
1: and Carlin, uh, he wrote so much. Like, I know a lot of comedians will write notes, they mm-hmm. uh, have, have notebooks they scribble on. But Carlin has these sets, like, just long he, books essentially, mm-hmm. he would put out. And I loved his uh, writing style. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. He said he'd write completely sober and then he'd go take a break for a little while. He'd come back, take a. <sighs> Few hits on a joint, punch up time. <laughs> time to find the funny and all this crap I wrote. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Oh yeah,
0: man. Write it with a good mind and make it ignorant with this unsober one.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gives you a different perspective on it. Oh man. But I, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna have to. Ah. Man, you're right. It's about who would work together as a flow. Mm. Um, and I watched that, uh, what was it, the 20th anniversary of Def Jam? Jam, yeah. That was so
0: good. Oh, yeah, man. And I like how they pay homage to a lot of the greats who have become somebody now based off of that show. Even Kevin Hart had did a little phone in on it.
1: Yeah, and
0: talk about a guy who's in the stratosphere. Oh, yes, man. Now, one thing I can say about Kevin Hart, man, his grind and work ethic has been amazing. Have you read his book? I haven't yet, no. Yeah, uh, I just finished his book, man, and his story from a child, from dealing with his dad, being on drugs, his his mother, then his mother getting sick, and how he went into comedy, man, uh, graduating high school, going to a community college, leaving after the first semester, working at a sneaker shop, and then just jumping full speed ahead into comedy. And to where he's at now, (laughs) <laughs> you have to pay a lot of respect to him, man.
1: Well, and I've, I mean, I've seen him in my own life. There's a guy uh, I knew in Auburn who was kind of just doing the open mic nights there, mm-hmm. he's now at Second City. Yeah, man. And, it's like, and it happens. You follow your dream. It's and Eventually
0: happen. it happens. Like I tell everybody, there's no graduation date at the Entertainment Life. When you want to be a comedian, you can go to school, and you, know, you can major in singing, acting, theater, whatever. Comedy is nothing you can go to school for. It's just something right. you got to go out there and grind. So there's no graduation date. You just have to stick to it and be honest with yourself, man, until the time
1: comes. Well, this has been uh, this has been a blast, man. Oh we're, yeah! We're it t- out of time. The hour goes fast. <laughs> yeah, it goes real fast, and I'm I'm happy you're on the Blue Water team over at Jams. I'm happy you won that contest. And yes, man. Like I said, like I I'm happy to know you.
0: You're a star. Oh, man, thank you. I'm happy to know people like you, period. I'm just happy to be around so many good people, man, in the radio industry.
1: Well, and uh, I think you got a little something going on tonight, too. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that should be fun. And uh, i I've got love to have you back. And, and, you know, just you have a round table, whatever. Just, oh, yeah, man, whenever. Just let me
0: know. We could we can pull out the coffee and do another hour whenever you need. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> Coffee.
1: <laughs> the, the coffee.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah,
1: caffeine fiend over here. Folks, thank you so much for listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour again. Thanks to my guest, D. Anthony Turner. Been fun, man. Yes, sir. Well, I'll be back tomorrow night. I'm not sure who's... Uh, Seth Spotlow might be back. A few other folks might be We'll figure it out. I'm doing it on the fly. Four hours of Joey all week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>